And welcome to episode number 57 of the Curvo Podcast. Michaela here and John Barrera. All right, John, you want to go ahead and introduce our guest for today? Yes, we have Danny Moore with the Zen Room, and uh, we are excited. And Thank you. I thought it was just um, massage services for women, and absolutely, that's not it. Uh, yeah, so uh, the Zen Room, uh, what, what exactly is the Zen Room? So the Zen Room... Uh, is a uh, studio here in Kerrville where I offer massage therapy for women as well as energy healing work and uh, spiritual readings. Um, and basically, I like to help women feel empowered, feel better physically, feel better spiritually. Um, so that's basically what that is. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing massage professionally now for 13 years. I think it's going to be 14 uh, this, it is this month already, so I'm having an anniversary, actually. I don't know exactly when, so maybe 14 today. 14 <laughs> years. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. Wow. 14 years. All right, so uh, how, how did your how did your journey uh, get you to Kerrville, Texas, uh, with the Zen Room and massages? Well, I came here from Florida, and we were talking about that, um, and I moved from Florida here in from here i lived in Fredericksburg first and that's when i went to massage school i always knew i wanted to do massage especially uh when i was pregnant with my son i had a massage session and i said that's what i need to do this Mm. feels so good i need to do this for other people and so i enrolled in in austin i went to austin um and did school over there and the first i tried to do my own practice in Fredericksburg, and that worked out a little bit and then Divorce unfortunately happened, so I moved to Kerrville. And from Kerrville, my first office was at the Center for Fitness. Okay. They took me in, yeah. and that was that was a great experience. The people were so nice, and I was there maybe five, six years. So they turned into like my family, and till this day, I still have some clients from from the Center for Fitness that've nice. been with me for like this long. That says a lot about your yeah. services and the value yeah. you provide. Yeah, they, they just it's so came nice. on with they you. They just came they? on. Some left. Some were like, no. So uh, <laughs> massages for pregnant women, how is that? that too. Do you have to be super careful? So the advice that you do, but really um, I like to treat pregnant women just like any other women. They're really just carrying just life and, you know, it's, it's good for them. It's different. You don't lay face down. Um, you lay on the side. So I prop you with pillows and then I work mainly so I can target the lower back because that's where most pregnant women yes. have an issue. There's with. a lot of weight right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a lot of pressure. So yeah. that's where, you know, and so for women that get significantly bigger with their bellies, I tell them, you know, wear a support belt just to kind of take some of that pressure from your and, lower you know, back area. When you're talking about pressure, uh, pressure on the lower back area, you know, when Chelsea was pregnant with Lincoln, uh, mm-hmm. she had so much pressure from Lincoln back there. And so much weight pushing on her back back there that uh, it actually stopped one of her tubes going from her kidney to her bladder. So, yeah, Lincoln blocked one of her tubes from her kidney to her bladder. So she ended up having to get a hole punched in her back, punched in into her. I I don't know exactly how it hooked up to her kidney to that that tube, but that and then she had to have a a nephrostomy tube Mm -hmm. and a nephrostomy bag. And it would Goodness. drain into a bag that she had to carry because Lincoln was putting so much pressure 
on that on area. So when you say there is pressure from pregnant women on the lower back, you are absolutely 100% correct. And, and a yeah. lot of women from pregnancy end up developing like sciatic-like problems, which is like yeah. on the glute area and yeah. the hip area. Yeah, because, I have that. Yeah. And, and, and um, I mean, it's not as common as men as it is on women, but women yeah. mainly after childbirth. Mm. Oh. So I help women with that, with sciatic-like pain you as know, well. The, the, what women have to go through it's it's to, tough. to make it's a, lot. a body inside of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, she she has, she's having a hard time sleeping and she, she puts her she's got this pillow that wraps all the way around her body and she puts her leg up. On I the know. pillow. She's like, I got to have my legs. At I least. have one of those. Yeah. She's got to have her legs kind of, you know, either on me or on the pillow just just to. And towards the end of your pregnancy, you get, <clears throat> excuse me, so uncomfortable. Mm hmm. I used to like try to sleep on the recliner and prop myself in the way. It's so exhausting. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a so lot. A good massage would probably do you a lot of good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. you have to take care of your body, especially when you're going through oh, yeah. something. A- absolutely. You know, like that, like a pregnancy. And not 100%. to mention, you know, the toxins and everything that get released from the massage as yep. well. Yeah. You know? There's some circulation. We get lymph fluid moving. And so all of that's good, especially if they get like swelling on their legs doing some massage to kind of alleviate some of that yeah so absolutely. is it true you said toxins michaela i heard that sometimes after massages people feel like drunk or they you know they, you can. they have to like in my opinion drink that's a just a bunch of water it's due to the circulation and the lymph the lymph fluid really? being moved around wow mm-hmm. i mean you gotta understand with the human body i mean it yeah you might move around a lot but your skin really doesn't get worked yeah, worked. I guess Massaged. yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. There's no flow. Very much. So there's really yeah. not a whole lot of blood flow that goes through there. So mm. when when you do get a massage and and yeah. uh, it, it, your skin does get worked, it's sending blood to that area yeah. for the first time and and who knows how long. Yeah, especially when you have a lot yeah. of knots. Knots, is, it's they get like that and they hurt because there's a is is depletion the word? <laughs> there's a lack. Sorry, yeah. you know English yeah. is my second language. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so there's there's a lack of of circulation and blood flow in that area is Jeez. that what it causes or not or is it muscles well con- it, it, it's just the overuse of your muscles but then there's something around the muscle called the fascia which is if you get a chicken breast and you see that thin lining mm-hmm. that that peels off that's your fascia and so my belief is that when the muscles get tight so does your fascia and it wraps around it so hard that, that it, there's no circulation coming into that area mm, like so I when know, you get massage yeah go ahead it yeah. just says hey we're coming <laughs> break it apart <laughs> yep and you know chelsea uh, back i don't i don't i know i keep talking about chelsea a lot in this podcast hi but, chelsea uh, yeah. i mean she she's been dealing with some really uh bad issues back, for back about pain, the past, right? past year and a lot of that is due to not a knot that she has in her lower back like it's like if mm-hmm. you feel her back you'll feel like one side of it's real tight and constricted and the other side isn't for some reason. And so, the majority of women, after they have babies, your your hips shift. So we shift, have yeah. re- rotation. And so imagine now being in that position all the time and all those muscles contracting all the time. And they just all don't the let time. go. They no. don't. They, it, it's like making a fist in her back or right. something. And it just it does not. It just just does not let go. You know, and body work, it's continuous work. Like a lot of people have come to me and they think that one session is going to fix them. How long has that been in there for? Mm, right. Years. Yeah. 
I'm not going to resolve it. If anything, I tell them I can guarantee that this is going to go away. The goal here is to make it feel better where you're not hurting all the time. But that's always going to be there because mm. there's so many things that contribute to that. Your posture, you know. Posture. Michaela, do you think it's because she held Lincoln on one side for so long that it was strengthening one side of her core? You know, well, or it could be that her maybe. baby, when I mean, she was maybe. pregnant, because she was pregnant, it was more on one side than the other because they I, tend to like one side more than the other. You know, that's that's very possible because, and we haven't even, you know, thought about this or, or talked about this at all, but. Um, you know, Lincoln was, she had to get that tube on her right kidney back in 2017. It's been five years now, uh, almost five years. For how long? Uh, until Lincoln was born. Then she had the oh, tube, wow. tube removed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, but then, but now it's her left side of the back. So it might, it might've started then. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, and it I don't could know. be compensating now. Yeah. yeah it, but you have to take care of your body. Just like you take care of a car. You don't put gas on your car one time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You got to put gas. Yeah. Every time. And in reality, our bodies do so much for us and we don't, we don't take care of it. Yeah. Like, why are we like that? (laughs) You would think, you you, would think, you know, and and, you know, one reason we have pain is because our bodies are saying, Hey, there's, there's an issue here. I need some help. Like you've been in this position for so long. I mean, do you feel it in your neck and your shoulder areas from doing this kind of work? Where do you feel your pain? Uh, Me? Yeah. Uh, Well, as I'm sitting here, my, my back. (laughs) My my middle back is mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. you know from sitting in this chair for the last six hours. Yeah, <laughs> what do you call yeah. ergonomics. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's I could I guess I could stand or whatever. But yeah, I but mean, like it, stretches in between, some kind of movement that, to kind of get it. So it's the same thing with massage. You know, yeah. the reason you stretch is to get that blood circulation going to different parts of your body. Right, and for yeah. those muscles to let go from being in that. So for me, doing massage, I'm always in this position. So I'm forward shoulder. So the back, my traps are working too hard. My, my neck stabilizers are working too hard. And so sometimes when I'm massaging, now that I've been in this profession for 14 years, mm. oh, I feel it right, right here. And it's like I have to like stretch in between sessions just to, and then, you know, but I go to the chiropractor and I get a massage once a month. And so I budget for that. I don't get my nails done anymore. You know, I was dyeing my hair. I stopped doing hair color because too much money is spending on that. For me, it's, I got to be able to be, functional you and invest good. in yourself i have to i have to so, i will be in bad so shape you don't just uh you know preach massages right and then go home and never you know right but you actually go get a massage once a month i do i yeah. do you live it especially because i was talking to him um because he said you're coming from the hospital because i have a little tag from the hospital yeah i've been doing physical therapy because i've injured my hip but it's also from childbirth and okay the um, high impact exercises that i was doing Four years ago, now it got me to the point that I can't, I can't work out. I had to cancel my gym membership because ge- getting on the elliptical will make my hip hurt. And so, mm. how do you think I feel? Like I've always been fairly active, mm-hmm. you know. And at least in my mind, like the concept for me is like we got to get moving. The minute that we stop moving, we freeze, we get stiff. And it's like I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get stiff. I'm gonna like, and so I, you know, that kind of bothered me. Because I can do this, but I told myself, well, if walking is all I can do and stretches, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that at least. But the massage incorporation and the chiropractor has really gotten my, and the physical therapy now, has mm. it's what's really getting, it's just a combination of things. Some people just go years without doing anything and they just feel so miserable. You mess with yoga at all? I want to get into a routine with yoga, but my schedule is just not 
mm-hmm. in sync with their schedule. Yeah, yeah. Be it, looking has around. To, it has to be something that you can do consistently yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. that consistency. You have is, to. You yeah. have to. You have to be consistent with it. Absolutely. So, uh, so you, you were saying that you can't just go get one massage and then expect everything just to be, you know, great. Resolve. Got uh, people that tell me that. So is this is going to be, get in there, Danny. I'm like, I'm not trying to beat you up. That's not the goal here. Deep tissue, great. But I'm not going to be there, like, making you scream and make you feel uncomfortable on my bed. I, I, I don't like that kind of work. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I have seen... And uh, maybe some masseuses out there have a bad bad rep for this for being too rough with their patients because mm-hmm. I, I have heard horror mm-hmm. stories before. I have too and many times. <laughs> so that's that's not your philosophy. That's not my philosophy at all. I'm, I'm kind of I would like to consider myself to be very intuitive with my work. So I just kind of let their body speak to me, if that makes sense. Yes. And I just kind of go with it, you know. And you know, I but I do ask them if you want more pressure, like let me know. But from the get go, I don't do like deep, deep tissue work. I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't do anything good for me, for my body. So I tell them I can give you a nice firm pressure, but I am not a deep tissue massage therapist. Mm. I can't. But yes, horror stories. I've heard plenty and plenty from the massage parlors here in Kerrville. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> and I'm sure that that people when they come and get a massage, I'm sure they they've told you some some yeah, pretty crazy yeah, stories I've, too. Yeah, yeah, I've heard some some pretty crazy stories out there. Yeah, me too. Not too, naming names. Too We're much pressure. That, but, no, no. Yeah. But, uh, too much pressure. Too fast. Yeah. And yeah. and too much pressure where the client's like, "That's too much." Oh no, but I have to get in there so I can break it down. Yeah, if they say it stop, works stop. that way. Yeah, no, you got to go with the level of, you know, pain tolerance that your client has. Right. You got to right. listen to them, right? So, so your clients get on a schedule, is that what you recommend? Yes, yeah, so the majority uh, I have I have a group that comes once a month, then I have several that come once a week, and then I have some that come every two weeks. But it really depends on what you need your needs are. If you're pretty good and you don't live a very stressful life, you know, once a month maintenance, good. If you have something chronic going on that you've been struggling with, like I help a, a, a lady, she had a whiplash accident. Mm. So all we did was, and I have an infrared sauna, which the infrared light, I swear by it. What does what it do? So it, it's like deep penetrating heat, right? So what I like to do, I don't use it for people to just go sit in there and sweat. I like to use it for people to get in there 15 minutes before I do their massage because it makes their muscles more pliable, mm. softer. They're warm already. They're, the circulation is already in there. So it makes it easier for me. It makes it easier for me to get in those areas where I need to focus on. And by then, they're so warm that they can even take a little bit more pressure or we can do um, dynamic cupping, which they're like silicone cups. Yeah. Okay, and so yeah. like I use them and I help break all that stuff, that fascia, that any, everything that's a lot of athletes do that too yeah right? it's really nice what's the purpose of that so circulation remember that when you're ta- circulation you see that on everything yeah. improve circulation that you see it it everywhere yeah i mean again when your muscles are tight there's not enough blood flow going in through those muscles so by using the cups or just massaging it gets red because it's bringing in the circulation and sometimes people experience like feeling itchy and i tell them is if you feel itchy it's not my lotion I mean, could that be a possibility you're allergic to something? Yes, but usually it's not. It's the circulation. Mm. It makes you itch because it's all, sorry, it's all flowing. 
Yeah, sometimes, it's all flowing. Sometimes and it when I itch. first start a workout and start sweating, mm-hmm. I get this itchy feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's normal. But Yeah, it's circulation. You know, but yeah. it's only sometimes. And I can see what you're saying. People be like, oh, the lotion, I'm allergic. But yeah, no. And I, I'm very mindful with that. And I use unscented and pretty natural stuff. But, you know, still, there may be something in there. So, you know, but usually it's due to circulation and the cupping. The cupping is wonderful, especially for people that have chronic chronic pain or like like the deeper work that i don't do i tell them let me try cupping on you yeah and see if you like that and yeah a lot of people do you mentioned so even before the show you started talking about um mental health and and energy right and and not just not just you know massage and physical healing but let's jump into the energy aspect so my beliefs are that it's not just your physical body your mind and your spirit also plays a role in your well-being oh yeah mental physical and spiritual right all day and so i like to target that because i believe that when we have gone through experiences in our lives traumatic experiences pain can be the result it can be the physical manifestation of those traumas now Disclosure. This doesn't mean that because you have fibromyalgia, there's something wrong with you mentally. And now, you know, I need to dig in. So disclosure with that, you know, and disclosure that I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. So I cannot help people who are in crisis. Right. You are a massage therapist. I am a therapist. Let me me, me, me take a step back. I'm not I'm not a counselor or psychologist, but I believe in 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 my practice and my traditions because I'm not from here. I was born and raised in Ecuador. Um, and so our culture believes that when you have all these emotions that you have not explored, have not healed, are carrying with you anger, people, people that have anger issues usually have stomach problems. Really? You have your liver all there, your, your, your bile, right? That's how you say in English. Yeah. Yeah. Your bile, it's overproducing. And a lot of people that don't explore their anger, the root of their anger issues and that with some type of liver situations. Gallbladder. I raise my hand because I don't have a gallbladder. Again, disclosure. Just because you have some issues with this doesn't mean that what I'm saying is it's what it is. I'm not diagnosing anybody. But like I don't have my gallbladder. And, you know, I went through experiences in my life and my childhood where I was I was physically abused. And so I repressed a lot of anger because I couldn't speak. I couldn't like tell my dad, mm. hey, like, don't wow. do that stuff. You know, yeah. that stuff hurts, right? So all that repression, where did it go? My organs. So I don't have a gallbladder, right? And so now it's like I have to go in through my own journey to experience. Why Why am I angry? What? what why yeah. am I so angry? Why, why? Like, okay, that happened already. I've forgiven him. I made peace with that. Why am I so angry, Right. Now, that doesn't mean I don't get to experience anger. Absolutely. But I try to make sure that that anger, if I experience it, if it comes out, it's because there's a big, big cause for it. You know, I, I need to defend myself. I'm in a situation of danger. My children are in danger. Not just because I want to go off on somebody that triggered me. So recognizing your triggers is a huge thing, too. It is, yeah. It really is. So it's all a whole concept, a whole mind-body concept, right? And I, that's kind of like what I like to help people explore. How do you reach that dormant? Uh, trigger that's in there that dormant um emotion how, how do you how do you fix it you know what i'm saying man like, you're with this is some deep stuff we're yeah, talking yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. have to have i believe that you have to have awareness so you have yeah. to recognize what what, yeah. what is your trigger why are you triggered 
So I love to use myself as an example because I feel like people resonate better with it. So um, loud noises trigger me, right? And why do they trigger me? Because my father used to raise his voice, right? Um, I'm always hypervigilant. You know, when somebody comes, I feel their energy coming. And why I'm so hypervigilant with that? I'm studying. Are they coming in peace? Are they angry? Why? Because my father had that same energy. Whenever he came down the hallway, I knew somebody was going to get in trouble. And so I'm like studying his walk. So a lot of people that go through trauma become extremely hypervigilant. And that's why they develop anxiety or paranoia. Yeah. In my opinion, again, disclosure, not diagnosing anybody. No, that makes complete and total sense. But you have got to yeah. be aware of what your triggers are. So loud noises are my trigger. So now my, I make solutions, right? Because once you have a trigger, you have to make a solution for it. How do you cope with it? I, I'm going to order myself little um, headphone, not, not headphone, but like earplugs that are for people that have hearing sensitivities. So I can block some of that. So like slamming doors, loud noises, children screaming trigger me mm. yeah me too they frighten me they frighten me i think that they're being attacked because of my abuse so i it's there it's always going to be there i just need to learn how to navigate with it and become more conscious of it and avoid those situations so i don't like to go to the store when it's too crowded because i i'm reading people all the time i'm sensing people's energies all the time that's my gift but it's also a curse i say does it get overwhelming absolutely like having that yeah i guess sense yeah yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people who are empaths are highly sensitive people. And the majority of empaths come from history of trauma, either narcissistic abuse or physical abuse or SEA abuse. We haven't really gotten into the energy people put off and, and, and the, uh, you know, we've, we've started getting into mental health yeah. and, and traumatic experiences and how that lingers. But, um, this is this is really healthy. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, Ener- this is energy. a great conversation. Energy, yeah, yeah. it's everywhere. Think? What do you think, Michaela? Like, is 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 this some good stuff? Is it resonating with you? This this falls exactly right in line with basically everything that I've been and been studying. You know, mm-hmm. when there there are two ways to change somebody's habits and the way they think. It, it a is shock, and, mm-hmm. and B is repetition. Right. Those are the two ways. So being in an abusive situation, that's obviously going to fall into the shock category. Oh, absolutely. It frightens then, you. And then if it happens over and over and over and over again, then you're talking about repetitious shock, mm. which really gets into the grain of your soul and really mm-hmm. changes the way you think yeah, it in, absolutely in a lot does. of different ways. So, And the goal here is not doing a full recovery that these things won't bother you anymore. You're going to be bothering. You're going to be triggered, right? It's but it's about like, how am I controlling myself and my triggers, and getting some relief from and, that? Yeah, mm. yeah. A lot of people never find that relief. A lot no. of people they they're just stuck with it for the rest of their lives, and it's a terrible right. thing. It, and a lot of people want to help those people do it. And I tell people, you can't make somebody do it. It has to come from there because they either recognize that they have an issue, or they have reached rock bottom, and it's like enough. Like I gotta. I can't, like me, I came to the realization that I can't live in anger. Yeah. What am I so angry about? Just life like is, sobriety. Life is beautiful. Exactly, you know, yeah. has its up and downs. And then we all experience that. But I, I can't control when things go bad. I got to flow with it, right? What did I tell you from the beginning? You said, did you bring notes? Nope. Where are we going to flow with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it will go, it'll go yeah. where it goes. 
because I learned to be very rigid. You know, I, I, that's me. I'm not flexible. I used to not be flexible at all. Okay. And, and physically that inflexibility and that being rigid all the time, neck issues. How many people have neck issues? Cause you know, they're just not flexible. It's from being inhibited. And, yeah. and when you're in an abusive situation, mm -hmm. you do become very inhibitive. And, yeah. uh, what ends up happening is it, you you end up just becoming just locked in your body. You you, and with you those can't thoughts. have conversations with people. You're just stuck in there. It's like being in a prison. Seriously, you really with, are. with your own thoughts, where yeah. everything you think bounces off the wall and comes back to you. It's a 100%. terrible, terrible place to be. And the the answer for that is to uh, break those inhibitions. You have and to. be completely disinhibitive all the way, one hundred percent. It's uncomfortable for, too. It, it's very and, uncomfortable at first, but it, it helps. And a lot of people we are used to the quick fix. We want something fast. We want it to work now. Yeah. We have no patience to dedicate things. Right. It's but our society. It takes twenty one days to form a new habit. Twenty one days. And that's working consistently on it too. You have yeah. to. You have to. This this is a you know, damn it has good taken podcast, years. I gotta say. Listen, yeah. it has taken me seven <laughs> years. And I remember crying about this. Okay, I remember crying and saying, I will never be able to master this. Like, why? Like, what is it? Why? You know? And now, seven years of the spiritual journey, finally, I feel like I've broken through, through the majority of it. Now, the healing journey never ends. You just get better. It just gets better, but it never ends. So, so I tell people that straight up. It's not going to be a one-time thing. Mm. You're just not going to go home and do this, and now you're going to be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> it takes work and a lot of work. You know, you can. it's not about the uh, destination. It's about the, uh, the journey, 100%. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and the, the real question is, and, and uh, the thing we have to answer is, do we want to ride on a gravel road, or do we want to get on a uh, super highway interstate? You know? Super highway interstate, yeah. And sometimes maybe we do want to get on a little, you know, two-lane gravel road and just enjoy the scenery right. or whatever, too. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really is about the, the journey. It, it's not a, Think about every time you get somewhere, it, you say, what's next? That's why right. the journey is so important because right. you always have something to look forward to. And then we create also so much resistance to the change. And yes. this is where a lot of things tend to get chaotic because we create a lot of resistance for, for that change. And now we're prolonging, like we should be already there. But now because we are stuck here and we resist, it takes longer to and get lot, there. And a lot of that is due to fear as it well. It is fear. Uh, along that journey as well. There's something called the uh, the terror barrier that when when we're just about to break through mm -hmm. and and we, ha we have faced our fears and we're walking into that fog, whatever it is, it, it gets super foggy. And then we have a tendency to retract. Yeah. Re retract and get right back to the beginning. The comfort of that. And Why? then we're just stuck there because we're, we're, we society has teaches t taught us to be in comfort. Yeah. Don't step out of the box. Don't you can't, but, and it comes very like instilled from childhood. Sometimes for most people we're talking about growing up Latino, you have no voice. You can't tell your parents what you don't like because you got to do what they tell you and that's it. How do you become a person that thinks for themselves and can make decisions for yourself if you have the codependency of somebody always telling you what you have to do? Mm -hmm. And not only that, but now you're being limited. Oh, well, 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 maybe I'm not good enough and I can't make these decisions. Yeah, we, self -esteem. Are, we are exactly. products. We are products of domestication 
conditioning. Of laws and traditions. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And breaking free of that, you know, makes you feel like you're doing something crazy. You know, when I went through this journey with everything that I do, I know, I feel that there's people that think I'm probably nuts and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is a really, really good one. I can get very deep into it. This is I great. Would, yeah. I talk to You're it all the time. You're speaking my language, Danny. Yeah. You Thank are. You. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I, and you know, and here's the thing. I don't ever want to project myself like, ah, oh, Danny has her shit together. Danny is so good. No, I have my flaws and things that I constantly work on. So like this morning, I got triggered over my daughter opening the trail mix bags and putting them in a Ziploc bag. And all she did was pick the M&Ms out. And I'm thinking in my head, the cost of that trail mix. And now I'm yeah. throwing the trash because she opened them. And so I immediately wanted to react with fussing. But then I pause and I say, well, number one, I'm, I'm under pressure because I need to come back and get ready for this podcast, right? And I'm thinking in my head, because I'm a planner, I'm not gonna have time to do this. I'm gonna run late, you know? So that's, I'm already being triggered by those intrusive thoughts. And I told myself, it's just an effing bag of trail mix. What is it, eight bucks? But we can and turn my, it into something so huge. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Most people don't All think Danny would have been, why are you doing that? Why are you opening? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, beep, I, and I said out loud, you know what, I'm triggered, so I'm not even gonna worry about this right now. We'll talk about this later on. Most people don't f do that. Most right. people right. do the latter. What right. you said is blow up and, and just blow, blow up. out of proportion. And, and I find myself the same way. And like you said, no, I don't, I don't think I'm perfect. And, Nobody is. When you do think you are perfect, that's when you stop. That's when, that's you when you're narcissistic. That's when you're at the destination. Yes. <laughs> the journey it. ends. That's the, the, it. the minute that you think you're perfect, that's when the journey ends. You're at your destination. Why do anything else? Because I'm already here. Right, and there's no more progress. And most of the times, those narcissistic people, yeah, who think absolutely. that that's it. I, I was that way, Danny. Yeah, I believe. I it. was, I was, you know, when I was drinking. Every, <laughs> She's all, she, I believe it. Yeah, no, <laughs> sorry, you straight get up. That energy, yeah, you get I that get that energy because yeah. I, I'm at a I can point see in that. my life to where I'm humble enough to to face everything that I've done wrong. The, this these past six months, I've been writing letters, and I, I mean, I even haven't sent them, but to to. My not only for myself but to other people, you know, saying, you know, just just fessing up to what I've done and coping with it. Right. And and I I was never that way. I thought I knew everything. Right. I thought I knew everything, and and I'm looking back and I'm trying to fix everything. But the fact that you recognize that that creates yeah. awareness. That's a huge step that most people don't. They don't have that. They don't have that awareness. I had awareness this morning, and I said it's. Probably eight dollars. Am I gonna go broke I mean, because of eight dollars? That's eight bucks, though. No, I, I mean, get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But when you take it, so you know, I, I developed some OCD tendencies also from my abuse, right? So we love to paint. We love to do fluid art, right? So acrylic pouring. And when my daughter got into it, um, I have a rug right under the table, and I'm thinking in my head, all I'm thinking. That's going to like end up in the rug. That's going to end up in the rug. And so now I'm anxious. Now I'm putting pressure on her. And I'm like, do it this way. Do it. And she's like, she said to me, mom, you're ruining this for me. I'm trying to enjoy this. And your stress is ruining this to me. A parent back in the day or my mom, my parents would have been like, don't you talk to me like that? I'm mm -hmm. your mom. Ego. Yeah. My say is the me? final word. Yeah. Me? I said, you know what, Izzy? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just, 
I'm just triggered because I feel like this is going to get messed up. When I brought it to my therapist, it's the same concept with the trail mix. A rug. How much was the rug? I said, 35 bucks. Okay. Is that something that you can afford if you are to buy a new rug? And they said, yes. Let it be. If it falls into it, let it be. It's, it's not going to ruin mm-hmm. anything. You can go buy a new one or matter of fact, leave it there and be the, the, the painting rug Character. just for painting. So see yeah. that? It's like I have to go through that little process. We're making a big deal out of a rug. Yeah. Yeah. Right? $35 rug. Awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. It goes back to ego too. Dropping your ego. Oh yeah. You That's know. a huge. And you know, I recognize that from time to time, my ego still likes to complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in my defense and I'm not um, excusing myself, I come from history of physical abuse. Right. Mm-hmm. So in order to protect myself, I, I got to look a little tough and I, I'm, I'm going to be a know it all for a few minutes, you know, here and there. But I get in tune with that. And I say, no, nah, we don't need to do that. We need to. I used to like bicker and like to always have the last word. Now it's like, OK, whatever. I respect what you're saying. Mm. Why am I even what, what is that doing for me? Nothing. Michaela, um, I don't know if you can agree or not, and you too, Danny. Um, my ego is the most dropped when I'm learning something new. Because you're, yeah, because you're accepting that you're learning something. It's humble. And the humble. I'm a beginner. Yeah. When I'm yeah. a beginner again, you yeah. know, um, it, it's, I, I, I'm, this past year, I've, you know, learned a lot of new things, and I'm like, wait, I'm not an expert at this. I gotta, I gotta ask for help. I gotta right. learn this podcast. Michaela's like, look, you got to get out of your comfort zone if you want to grow. I didn't want to do this, and now I'm very comfortable doing this. Yeah, now you just come in here, you know, 57 episodes in, it's like nothing, right? And it's just flowing. You You were right. This has helped me, though, too, quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not not used to interviewing people for, you know, half hour to 45 minutes. See, I think you're so natural at it. You just flow, too. But it didn't didn't start off like that. I mean, I, I used to be, I mean, just completely nervous. You know, ten years ago, I was I was terrible on the air. I, I go back and listen to my air stuff from back then. And it, it was like, but it, you become, laughable, you know, in a sense, an expert because you practice that. That's the only yeah. way that we teach ourselves to mm-hmm. be an expert or master something, right? Just like me practicing, not being so triggered. And fourteen years of doing massages mm-hmm. as well. So you think about that. You know, uh, you want you want to go to a professional. Right. Somebody that knows what they're doing. 14 years experience. That's uh, that's somebody that knows that's what they're lot. doing. I get yeah. good compliments. I don't want to toot my own horn. Toot, toot. But I get great compliments. <laughs> no, that's what you're, I mean, it's Skirtle Podcast. Yeah. You can do that if you want. Yeah, Pe- absolutely. People have said to me, I feel like I have an out-of-body experience when I come see you. Like, my body just leaves. I think it's a spiritual I think so, too. Stuff you so, yeah. Yeah, it's a very energetic type session. Gosh. All right. So, yeah. uh we are at about 35 minutes here on the podcast. Um, how can people get a hold of you, Danny? The best way is to find me online at zenroomcurville.com or my cell phone number, 210-296-6069. Zenroomcurville.com. Z- yeah. Z-E-N. Z-E-N. Zen, like, um. Room, <laughs> yes. And all the information... It's there. Uh, it's right there on that page. Great looking website and layout here. Oh, so, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, go go there, zenroomcurville.com, and check it out. And uh, yeah, 
this has been just an incredible conversation we've had today. So yes. uh, very grateful that you came Thank on you. the podcast with us today, Danny. Thank you so and, much. Uh, good to see you again. Likewise. And uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. All right, John, you got anything else before we get out of here today? Michaela, this is one that I, I didn't want it to end. I know, I know. I felt like we could have talked for a couple well, of hours. Well, I'm a bit yeah. of a, if you want to invite me again, then we can just talk about the spiritual we'll, stuff. We'll definitely yeah. have to have you back for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So It's an honor to meet you, Dan. Likewise. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, you can get this on iTunes. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on Google Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and at KurtvillePodcast.com. Thursday, we're going to have episode number 58. So uh, make sure you're locked in. Thursday, and that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of the Kerrville Podcast. Have a great day.